Hello and welcome to the Feel It to Heal It podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kelly, and I am a clinically trained therapist, emotional wellness and life coach, and healer. My mission is to help as many humans as possible feel safe to feel their feelings in order to create a life beyond their wildest dreams. Thank you for being here and let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Feel It to Heal It podcast. I am so excited for this episode. I'm going to be guiding you through the three stages that I guide people through in terms of healing, safety, and expansion, and how to feel safe to release the healing stage when you are ready to complete that phase of the healing and expanding journey. So this topic idea came up, I mean, I talk about this all the time, but particularly this came up with a client yesterday where we had nothing left to process. Like there was nothing that she had to process. There was nothing that she was feeling dysregulated about there. Like everything was good. Everything was under control. Everything was flowing. Like, you know, she's um, planning a wedding. She has a lot of big things happening. She runs a business, so many things happening. And she was like, I don't know what to process. And I was like, I think we can just celebrate the fact that there isn't anything to process. Like it's okay that we've healed a lot of what needs to be healed. And now the biggest part of that growth is allowing yourself to land in the safety of the present moment. And from that foundation, you then get to focus on the fun part, which is the expansion piece, the creating your life piece, the you know, uh, enjoying all the fruits of your labor piece. So what tends to happen as human beings is we start a healing journey and then we always think that there's, um, ah, I just got a notification from my client, just more manifestations coming in. Like This is the level of magic and frequency that you get to live in when you actually feel safe to expand. So we have to remember why we do the healing work. We don't do it to then stay stuck perpetually in this healing mode. There are so many people out there and even healers themselves that perpetuate this notion that we always have to be healing. We are not meant to always be healing. That is actually an addiction to healing. That is an addiction to self-development. There's a difference between wanting to forever grow and understanding that that growth actually comes from being able to land in what you've already built. That is the growth. It's acceptance before change. When we're able to land in the safety of what we built, we naturally align ourselves to just keep going without this addiction to it. Energy is everything. So how we choose to relate to things will determine what we create in our lives. So if we're, you know, wrapping up this healing part where we've we're not actively processing anything anymore. We've processed the childhood wounds, we've processed the pain stored in your body, we've processed your, you know, addictive behaviors, like we've processed all there is to process and now the real flex is being able to feel safe to just land in what you've built and relate to expansion from a place of, I am so good and so safe in this moment that anything else is just overflow, is just desire, is just extra. And that puts you in an energetic space of expansion to happen more naturally rather than with this frenetic energy of like, I need to always be self-improving. I always need to be doing more, more, more. 
because what does that tell your body and your nervous system and your inner child? It tells your body that you do not feel good enough as you are in this moment. And this ties into the second one-on-one -on -one session I had yesterday with a client where she was talking a lot about how she doesn't feel good enough and how in the manifestation practices she's been listening to from other people, it's like, well, you have to feel that in your body to manifest. And she's like, well, how do I feel good enough in my body when I don't feel good enough? And I said, this is what most manifestation teachers and coaches are missing. And it is such an integral piece of it. It all comes back to safety. We only manifest what we feel safe to receive. So we cannot bypass our pain and bypass human emotions to then get to this place of, well, I feel good enough. I'm just going to tell myself I do until I do. That's not actually how it works. Imagine if you want to feel good enough and there's stored pain in your body from childhood around times where you were made to not to feel not good enough. You can't bypass that because that is the very thing blocking you from feeling good enough from feeling how you want to feel. So we first have to meet your nervous system where it's at, which is honoring, oh, I'm not feeling good enough. Let's own it. Let's claim it. Let's accept it. Now, accepting it does not mean that you are going to forever feel that way. It's quite the opposite. Accepting it means that you are meeting yourself where you're at. And by accepting what is, you get to tend to what is, you get to come into relationship with what is already present. And through that acceptance, you, you allow yourself to release that block without trying to force it away, but just actually allow yourself to feel, oh, I don't feel good enough. And that feels really painful to look back in all the ways during childhood that I was made to not feel good enough. And when we tend to that part of ourselves, when we tend to that younger part of ourselves, we then actually create the safety we need to shift into realizing, oh, is that ultimately true? Is it ultimately true? All the conditioning I had that told me I wasn't good enough? No, that's actually not true. And so I want to no longer relate to that belief, but I have to process the pain around it first. And then when you do that, you make energetic space for new energy, which then creates new beliefs. It's energy and emotion creating beliefs, not the other way around. Mindset work does not work until you tend to the nervous system. It cannot go from top bottom. It has to go from bottom up here to the mind. That's our nerve. Like it's literally like a plant, a tree, right? The tree is rooted with the trunk in the ground and then it sprouts to the leaves. That is our nervous system. Our nervous system starts in our body and then it sprouts thoughts into our minds. And so if we're just trying to cut off a branch and glue a new branch on there, and then we're wondering why the branch keeps falling off. It's because we have not changed the root. Damn, that was a great analogy. I'm going to use that one more often. I love that. <laughs> so we always have to get to the root. So we first have to tend to what is. Then we have to accept it. We have to love it. We have to come into relationship with it. We have to own when we're not feeling good enough, when we're not feeling worthy. Own that. Write it feel it, release it, and then create space for something new. We cannot bypass that integral part. Oh, this tea is so good. So good. I love tea. <laughs> Yesterday I was on my membership connect call and one of the girls said, I think for your future merch store, for the Rachel Kelly coaching merch store, 
you should do um, a special Rachel Kelly coaching tea. Like I create a custom tea blend. And then while I'm doing these morning tea lives, you guys can drink the Rachel Kelly coaching tea as you're listening to Rachel Kelly coaching's morning live tea. Look at that. Oh, I love it. So let me know if you like that idea. Reach out with any um, special, you know, flavors that you like and we'll, we'll create it. We'll make it happen. <clears throat> so anywho, I gave this client the homework of really tending to what is rather than shaming herself into thinking she should be somewhere further ahead. Like how often do you do that where you are just forcing yourself to be somewhere where you are not? And then you're like, well, why isn't change happening? Well, you can't force yourself into change. You have to accept what is before the change happens. And then with my other client, every time she tried to find something to process, I just fucking started laughing at her. And I was like, come back to the present. There's nothing left to process. Let's just celebrate the fact that there is nothing left to process. Like, let's actually just land in all the amazing things happening. You're planning your wedding. You just got inquiries for your business. You are feeling calm and regulated. Like, that is the magic. Let's celebrate that. And she literally kept trying to find something to process. <laughs> she was like, oh, but this was kind of sad and this happened. Or, and I was like, nope, sh shut up. Nope, nope, nope. I literally had to like tell her to shut up and come back to the present. We are not addicted to the healing. We heal so that we feel safe to expand. We don't heal so that we stay addicted and stuck to the healing. So I literally had to just tell her, boop, zip it. Nope, we're not going there. And every time she was like, oh, but I think I could cry about that. I'm like, why are you trying to cry? <laughs> why are you trying to force this emotion? Like the emotion will come when it needs to. <clears throat> and as someone who was formerly addicted to crying, I know this. I know when I actually need to cry, like this morning, I needed to cry because there was pain that was coming up versus Oh, I'm crying because I'm just addicted to things not being okay. Our nervous systems always go with what's familiar, not what makes us happy. So I will literally feel my nervous system go into this response of like, oh, normally if something like this were to have come up, I would just go into this dysregulated state. And my body naturally wants to go there. It wants to go to this, oh, I'm not okay place. Oh, I just want to stay in bed all day place. That doesn't help shit. It doesn't help you feel better. It actually is your responsibility to lead your nervous system. So my inner child this morning was like, I just want to stay in bed. I just want to cancel this morning to live. I just want to cry about this boy. Like, no, no, no. That is not the energy. That is not the vibe for 2024. We feel our pain, we tend to our hearts, we tend to the younger part of ourselves feeling scared, and then we show the fuck up for ourselves. That is what feeling safe to expand is all about, not allowing our pain, our dysregulation, our inner child, our nervous system to run the show. Because that means it's leading us. Just like if you give someone power to take over you, if you give money to take over you, you get to choose, are you leading or are you being led in a way that is not actually helpful? If you want to be led by anyone, be led by the universe because the universe wants you to realize how fucking powerful you are. And so if you want to be led, surrender to the universe, surrender to being guided by the universe. That is the one entity 
that can actually lead you. It doesn't mean you sit on your ass all day and do nothing, but it means that you get to feel supported. It means you don't have to do all the things alone. You're not supposed to. I am in my most alone phase I've ever been, and that just deepened this morning. Literally just this week, I've lost two more people. Now, did I actually lose them? No. They are still, I'm still connected to them. We still have deep connections. But is my time and energy going to be spent with these people right now in this present moment? No, because that's not what's meant to happen. Now, could I then get so dysregulated and be like, oh my God, I'm all alone, I'm all alone, I'm all alone. Sure, I could let my inner child get freaked out for no fucking reason, or I can put on my adult pants and say, not actually alone. I am deeply supported. The universe is guiding me. It is clearing out so much space to bring in everything I desire. It is preparing me for what it has prepared for me. And so we cannot ask the universe for our desires and then sit around holding on to things no longer serving us and then wonder, oh, why hasn't the universe delivered? Well, how are you showing up? How are you showing up for your life, for yourself, for your healing, for your expansion? How are you showing up? How are you relating? Because if you are grasping on and clinging on to things that no longer serve you, you are blocking abundance in all forms from coming in. And this is fucking terrifying as humans because we are relational attachment-based creatures. So being able to be so at peace with the exchange that just happened between me and this man and just letting him go, like I literally said, I let you go and I wish you all the best. With no ego, with no ill will, like I genuinely wish him all the best. And I know that the timing is just meant to be what it is right now. That doesn't mean it's not painful. I care very deeply about this person. But the timing is not right. He has to focus on him. I have to focus on me. And when we're able to surrender to that and be in the scary alone phase, we make space for so much magic to happen. We make space for this or something better. If I am meant to reconnect with this person, which like <laughs> probably could happen like tomorrow, right? We love to attach on to things. Like we have a, conver a heavy conversation with someone and we're like, that's it. I'm never seeing him again. It's over. Like we attach on to the drama and it's like, Last time this happened where we tried to end things, literally the next day we were having a conversation about how it was all just fear because we hate being in the unknown as human beings. We hate being in the gray area. So we're like, it's either over or it's not. We're either getting married and having babies or I'm never talking to you again. Doesn't have to be that dramatic. It gets to just be what it is. We have connections with human beings, whether we're talking to them or not, whether we're seeing them or not, whether we're pursuing something or not. We cannot choose who we are connected to. We are eternally connected as humans. And some of us will have certain connections. And that's a beautiful thing. Now, does that connection mean that you then go abandon yourself and, <laughs> and just like grasp onto it? Like the way that I just witnessed myself to relate to this text message I received this morning fucking blows my own mind. Because I reflect back at this anxiously attached version of me where I would have sacrificed myself. I would have abandoned myself. I would have grasped the fuck on and tried to hold on because my inner child would have felt, oh, if I lose this person, 
That's it. I'm chapped liver. It feels like I'm dying inside. I've built internal safety in my body where someone can send me a text like that, which I'm not going to disclose what the text was, but it was a lot of his own shit coming out. <laughs> and I can look at that and be like, okay, this feels really shitty. This feels really painful. We're not going to bypass the pain. I let myself feel the pain. I let myself cry. I let myself journal. I let myself feel scared. I let myself feel all the things. And then I chose, how do I want to relate to this? Do I want to relate from a graspy inner child place or do I want to relate from my power? Because when we give people power, when we give money power, when we give anything else power, we are outsourcing and disconnecting from our own personal power. We are so fucking powerful. Like you have no idea how powerful you are. Like you haven't even begun to scratch the surface <laughs> of how powerful you are. Like, just let that sit for a moment. Like, you are so fucking powerful. And the more that you tend to that younger part of yourself that is numbing, avoiding, grasping, running away from yourself, the more you disconnect yourself from that power, and then you never get to actually feel how powerful you are. And so moments like this, this is why I always say, choose pain over suffering each and every time. Because that pain that I just felt lasted about, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. It's still a little bit in there, but I released a lot of it. And on the other side of this, I feel so fucking powerful. And that is so much better than a temporary moment band-aid relief of grasping on and feeling a, a temporary relief of like, okay, I'm not going to lose this person. Everything's fine. You don't need that person to feel safe. You don't need that money to feel safe. You don't need that job to feel safe. You don't need anything outside of yourself to feel safe. Now, I understand you're thinking, but Rachel, I do need money to pay my rent. But Rachel, I do need this person in my life because I love them and I can't imagine my life without them. Yeah, I've been there. I totally get it. I understand that sometimes you lose people and you literally feel like you're dying. I have been there. When you are so deeply connected to someone that life without them literally makes you want to die. I've been there. And yet we are not dependent on anything outside of ourselves for safety. So yes, do we need money to pay rent? Do we need connection? Absolutely. But when you believe that you are deeply supported by the universe, by God, by source, whatever the fuck you want to call it, you feel safe to release control and you release magic to happen because the universe wants you to have the money. The universe wants you to have the deep love. The universe wants you to have the abundance in all areas. The universe wants you to have freedom. Like we are literally put on this earth to expand and grow. And so when we talk about releasing the healing phase, it's so that we can actually get to the expansion part. I'm not about keeping people stuck in, well, there's more to heal and there's more to work on and you're just not, you know, fixed yet. Like, no, <laughs> the whole point of healing is let's love and accept and tend to these parts that you've been repressing, that you have not felt safe to feel for your whole life because of childhood. And when you actually feel safe to feel and tend to those parts, you then you then bring all these fragmented parts of yourself together in a way where you feel safe to be with it all. 
my fish looks like it's like not alive, but I think it's just chilling. Let me just make sure it's alive. Oh, okay, it's alive. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm fostering some fish for Alexander and uh, he moved it to my desk and uh, it's right in front of me. So anyway, um, the universe wants us to have all these things. So when we take these fragmented pieces of ourselves and we come into relationship with them and we stop avoiding ourselves, we stop numbing through the food, the TV, the alcohol, the whatever the fuck it is. We all have addictive behaviors because we're all fucking human. If you're watching this, you're human. Unless your cat accidentally press play. <laughs> but when we do that, we then are able to feel safe to expand. So healing is not about thinking there's always something to work on because that's actually a very valid excuse to stay stuck. Oh, well, I'm just healing. Oh, I, I'm just healing some more. Okay, you've done enough healing. It's time to actually put on your big girl pants, hold your feet to the fire and go create the life that you want. Because you saying that you're still working on something or you still are healing something, or maybe you know that. I don't care what you know. I care what you're doing with what you know. You can know all of your wounds and you can blame everything on your wounds and say, well, I just relate that way because of this wound or this is just happening because of this wound. That's great. But what are you doing? What are you doing about it? Right? Like you can acknowledge where something comes from. That's beautiful. But then let's take some action. Let's take some inspired action showing your nervous system. It is safe to not hold on to that wound, but rather allow that knowledge of the wound to inform you and how you want to relate to it. Do you want to allow it to keep you stuck or do you want to allow it to move you forward? So healing is not meant to be forever. Growth is meant to be forever. Healing is not linear. Growth is linear. So every time you feel like you're going in like circles with your healing, it's like you're just continuing to grow forward. And so in the session with my client, I had to just keep bringing her back to the present because trauma disconnects us from being in the present because in the present, there are things that get triggered. There are things that come up. There are ways in which we avoid ourselves. I did this last night. I stayed up until 1 a.m. on my phone way too long. And I know every time I do that, I know that I'm avoiding myself. And I'm in a really, really, really deep scary period of my life right now. And so I know that I'm much more vulnerable to my addictive behaviors. I know that I'm much more vulnerable to eating way too much chocolate, um, wanting to watch a movie, uh, being on my phone, just seeking connection, seeking saving. And I have to be so fucking honest. It's not that it's perfect. I have engaged on my phone way too much last night. I did go to bed too late. I have eaten probably too much chocolate, even while using the excuse of being on my period. Like I have to be so honest and that honesty does not mean that it's going to be perfect. And it doesn't mean I can use that as an excuse. It just means that I have to really be honest about where am I avoiding myself and slowly taking the steps to shift how I'm relating to that. I have to do this every day. Where am I avoiding myself? I noticed while I was driving, I like wanted to pick my phone. I'm like, you're fucking driving. Keep your eyes on the road and take a deep breath. Like this is literally the conversation, these are the conversations I have with myself. And the universe gave me a really big wake up call because I was turning right. The green, it was a green light. I was turning right and I did not see the spiker. And he like, we were close to like hitting, I was close to hitting him and he freaked out. 
and he was pointing at the sign that said, uh, you know, that he had the right away, the walk sign was on. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. It's because I was not present. My mind was like, blah, 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 blah. I was not present. And these fucking phones distract us from being present. And we can either use that as an excuse or we can use that honesty and that awareness to say, okay, let's shift this. We know better, let's do better. And so anytime I wanted to pick up the phone, which is me just avoiding myself, I just took a breath. I screamed. I was like, ah, just need to like release some energy. There's a lot of energy happening for me. I think collectively we're in a very deep energetic void right now. So there's a lot of unknown, a lot of fear, a lot of ungroundedness. All that's fine, but can we be with it all? Can we show our nervous systems we are safe to be with it all? It looks messy. It's not perfect, but it's in every moment that I want to pick up my phone. Instead of doing that, I do anything else. Okay, blast music. I take a long, deep breath. I just let out a sigh and be like, ah, I just let it out and I stay focused. So it does not mean that it's going to be perfect, but it means that we have to keep choosing how we want to relate. And even if we fuck up the first time, we do it again the next time. And if we fuck up again, we just keep relating differently until it actually shifts and we do it. The only way out is through. We just have to keep relating differently. So with this client, I kept redirecting her back to celebration. What else are we celebrating? Tell me, what else are we celebrating? Tell me, what else are we celebrating? And she was able to list all these things, like all these abundant things that she would have been missing out on if she had kept focusing on trying to find something wrong when there's nothing wrong. She kept saying, well, the issue is, I'm like, oh, the issue is that you're trying to find an issue. There is no issue. Now, if you're listening to this and you haven't even begun working with me or begun this healing journey, this does not pertain to you, <laughs> but it does pertain to you in the sense that we all have ways, even when we're first on a healing journey, where we relate to things in a certain way that feels familiar. And part of beginning that healing journey is actually looking at um, where am I relating in ways that don't serve me? What need is that fulfilling? What role does that serve? And how can I start relating differently? You can do that no matter what point of the journey you're at. So just like this morning, when I had this painful text conversation, I could have related by grasping on, by trying to convince, by trying to diminish my needs, by not actually expressing how I feel, by just trying to keep the peace and not expressing how angry I was. And instead, I didn't send dysregulated texts the way that I used to. Oh my God, I would have, you can ask any of my ex-boyfriends, I used to send very dysregulated texts where I would just go off on them and off on them and off on them to the point where it was just like suffocating. And I'm like, holy fuck, what the fuck, Rachel? That is not okay. And so now I say what I need to say and then I put the fucking phone down and I tend to my heart. That's the difference. And you know what happened when I did that? This person's energy shifted. So he went from being all like, well, da 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 to, well... I just didn't da 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 like more just expressing like his fear and then I said you're projecting a lot of shit onto me and he's like I don't project and then it it got all ego plate and I just said okay I said okay take care and I ended it I didn't try and prove anything I didn't try and convince like I don't have the time or energy for that anymore 
And it's so fucking liberating to get to that point. Stop trying to make people see the light. They're not going to see the light. And those that are meant to see the light will see it. But spend your time and energy on those people willing to hear it and willing to look at themselves. I literally told this man, I said, from day one, I told you, you're not ready for me. And that's okay. I don't say that from an ego place. I say that from an alignment place. He is not ready. He's not ready for what I'm ready for. And that's okay. That's just an alignment issue. That's not a he's worse, I'm better, I'm worse, he's better. It's not not any of that ego shit. It's just alignment. He is in a different place and I'm in a different place and he has to honor where he's at and I have to honor where I'm at. And that is setting people free. That is true love when you actually set people free. When you don't grasp on, attachment is not love. Love is letting people go and developing secure attachment where you know if you're meant to be with that person, you will. And if you're not, you're not. That just means there's something better. And I shouldn't say better. I should say more in alignment. So notice where your body is feeling addicted to things that are not good for you because it feels familiar and take baby steps in showing your body that it is safe to experience new things, that it is safe to feel in new ways, that it is safe to relate in new ways. And then let me know how that goes. It is a continual practice. And if you are needing deeper support with this, I have one-on-one -on -one spaces open for those that are ready to, even if you don't feel ready, but if your heart and soul is ready to feel differently, I help people heal their stored trauma, process their childhood relational pain, their attachment wounding, which we all have, land and build safety in your body. So that you can release the external addictive behaviors, the external saving, the needing to be with a partner to feel safe, the needing to be with, you know, someone to be whatever it is. And then when you have that foundation of safety, the sky is the fucking limit. JK, take that back. There is no limit. When you get to that place of safety, there is no limit. You can literally create whatever the fuck you want in your life. You want a boat? You you can have a boat. You want a million dollars? You can create a million dollars. You want the most deeply connected love? You can have the most, like you get to have it all. That's literally what we're here. This is the new earth I'm creating. It's where you don't have to sacrifice yourself to get something. You literally get to put in the internal work and have your external reality mirror that. And you get to have all the magic you want. You just simply have to believe that you can. And part of believing that is processing the pain where you don't believe it. So notice where you're grasping on, notice where you're avoiding yourself. You know, this is, it's all attachment wounding. When you are anxiously attached, you have to lean back into the safety of the relationship with yourself and energetically pull back from the relationships you're grasping onto. When you are avoidantly attached, you have to get so uncomfortably close like so uncomfortably close where it's not even that close in retrospect, but for you, it feels really close. You have to lean into those relationships. How would you prioritize? I saw this really yesterday. It was like, how would you prioritize the relationship? Because avoidantly attached people are so focused on avoiding intimacy and avoiding connection that they are more comfortable leaning back into the relationship with themselves now, keep in mind, even though they're leaning back into the relationship with themselves, it doesn't actually mean that they're coming into relationship with themselves. It means that they just feel safer to be alone. But during that alone time, they're numbing, they're 
distracting, they're avoiding themselves. They're not actually coming into relationship with themselves because if they were, they would understand how important it is to have connections in your life to be happy. So they would stop avoiding connections because they would stop avoiding themselves. Just like with anxiously attached people, we have to learn how important it is to have a relationship with ourselves in addition to others. So we need both. We need the relationship with ourselves and we need the relationship with others. Anxiously attached people need to lean back into prioritizing the relationship with themselves more because they're overly prioritizing the relationship with others. And avoidantly attached people need to overly prioritize the relationship with, with others so they stop overly prioritizing the relationship with themselves and both will lead to more secure attachment. Now, if you're a disorganized attachment, which means you have both, it's really a balancing act of both. Where are you avoiding yourself? Where are you avoiding others? How can you lean into both? This work is not easy, y'all. It is the most painful, wild ride of your life. And I cannot preach it from the rooftops louder that it is the most worthwhile mountain that you will climb. Because when you get to the top of the mountain, there's another mountain to climb. And then you just feel invincible. And then you get to experience more and more and more. And then you become this magnetic flow of abundance. And truly magic occurs. Like magic meaning you get to see all the things that you can't physically see, but energetically you're attracting. And then you see how you are supported. And it is just so fucking nourishing. So with that being said, honor whatever stage you're at, whether you're in the healing stage, the safety stage, or the expansion phase, I am for you because I am a healer and an expander. I take you through all three phases. I can meet you where you're at. We also have some spaces left in the men's group, Real Men Heal, starting mid-March. We are so, so excited. This is our three-month men's group coaching program for the man that wants to fully transform and heal and build secure attachment. And then I have my membership, Beyond Your Wildest Dreams. This is my lowest cost offer, $3.70 a day or $2.70 a day if you do the painful option. And you get weekly live trainings. I just added in a monthly connect call for you to connect live on Zoom with each other. The healing journey can be so lonely, but it does not have to be anymore. And you get to invest in yourself to have support and community be around like-minded people who are also wanting to create a life beyond their wildest dreams. So this affects every area. I'm not a niche down coach. And I know a lot of business coaches will say I should be, but I'm not that coach because I'm not telling you I can help you with your love life. I'm not telling you I can help you with just business or just making 30K months or um, just releasing your weight. I'm telling you, I can literally help you shift every area of your life. So instead of going to, um, a relationship coach here, a trauma coach here, da, da, da. our nervous systems are the blueprint and the foundation for every area of our lives. So if you want to shift every area, I'm your gal. So DM me, link in bio to look at all the ways to jump into this work. I'm so honored and happy to be guiding you through your healing, your safety and your expansion, and you are safe to expand you are safe to release the addictive ways that your nervous system will attach on to chaos and drama and trauma what if things got to just feel lighter and in order to feel that lightness you have to stop avoiding your pain because life is painful and that's okay i love you guys so much not to dm me with any questions and i will see you soon